keys, tackle box in my hand Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man But the wife, she just don't understand I love walleye, perch, trout and bass And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four-stroke right in the back Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm fishing for bunion country Matt Brewer from North Country Guide Service hanging out at the Northwoods Bait and Tackle grand opening. Obviously, we'll be airing this afterwards on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country next week. But, Matt, what a great day. You could not ask for a better day. I mean, before I came, my wife said, I wish you were staying home so we could do yard work. And I said, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a beautiful day, and I think uh, the great turnout is not only because it's such a great shop and such a great location, but I think everybody wants to be out fishing, but they can't because of the ice so so it's a great day to hang out and talk fishing which is the next best thing so and that's what a lot of people are doing today no doubt yeah ton of ton of chatter about fishing and uh most people are talking about uh concerns about the ice and wondering if we're gonna if we're gonna have an opener this year so a lot of talk about that and a lot of predictions and I, i think a guy should be walking around with a notebook taking taking bids and bets but uh but it'll be interesting and uh and a lot of people kind of cool hearing about a lot of people are going to travel this year um you know people are going to either go south or sounds like rainy lake of the woods uh that's going to be packed this year but but we still have hope around here right we do have hope and in fact i was going to say you've been through a few of these what does your gut tell you about the 12th my gut tells me or it told me that we weren't going to be open so i booked a trip to vegas so i'm i'm skipping opener for the first time in uh like 32 years i won't be participating in the opener but um but now you know a day like today and then i think we're they're talking 70 tomorrow and thunderstorms on monday with 70 degrees you know that gives you a little bit of hope that it might be there and um, I hope it is open, and I, I hope everybody gets out and has a great time, and they save some for me for when I get back. <laughs> they probably will. Uh, early in the season, where are we going to be? Uh, shallow water. I mean, river, river, you know, flowing water, the current systems, uh, people that are going to be fishing the bridge. Uh, you know, it's no secret that that's going to be a hot spot this year. And, and Irving always opens fast um just like it locks up fast so i think irving will be a hot spot and that's i think that's one of our best bets for the bemidji chain uh, as far as people getting out but the river is going to be really good uh like i said any of that flowing water and then if the lakes do open up those shallow sand flats all the males are going to retreat to those areas and and kind of invade them so when you get into when you get into fish you're going to get into huge numbers because that's where they're they're going to be stacked up and then a lot of the females and larger fish i think are going to be slid out deeper uh recuperating because we're going to be hitting you know it's going to be right after the spawn so you're going to have a lot of recouping fish and um i would start in shallow and if you want to go after a big one you work out deep and try to find them on your graph and and try to pick away at them but they're going to take some more time because they're not going to be as willing to feed presuming you weren't going to vegas this year and and everything was open where would you open uh Bemidji and Irving are always great bet. Uh, I like Big Turtle a lot. Um, it's just because of my history with it. Um, Cast Lake, Kitchy. Uh, Kitchy is always a fantastic opener spot. Uh, typically, I do Big Turtle or, or Kitchy. Those are kind of my two main go-tos, but I have done openers on Bemidji and, and done well. I mean, you just gotta you just got to kind of know what depth you're looking for, and, and you, you got to find some river shiners and and go out and be willing to uh, deal with a lot of hungry post-spawn pike and uh, and 
I mean, you can you can literally choose any of the walleye lakes in the area, and just if you work enough sand flats, and uh, you know that's seven to even five feet, but seven to twelve feet of water, um, you're you're going to find some fish, and and you're going to do well. So we hear so much about jigging shiner, uh, which is a great opening thing, but might be tough to get some shiners this this year. Yeah, I mean, this winter was even tough, so I'm not sure what's going to happen with uh, with the bait situation, but. Hopefully, hopefully they run, and uh, and hopefully it's it's good for trapping this this spring here, and and hopefully there are some river shiners. But if they're not, uh, you can always cast crankbaits. Or with how advanced plastics have become now, you know, if you need to, you can stop into the bait shop, and they've got a wide variety of plastics that look just like a shiner, and they undulate nicely. Um, but nothing beats a real thing. So if you can get your hands on some spot tail shiners, that's that's where it's at. If I was a bait dealer and I somehow managed to get some shiners, I think I might make a lot of money this year. I think you probably would. I, I think you probably could have a lot over the winter, too. Uh, there there were a lot of days where we were calling uh, a lot of different locations and, and even driving 30, 40 miles to get shiners. Um, but, yeah, kind of a hot commodity right now. The gold. Are you, are you, I know when, you're, you know when I talk to you, you could be doing anything from hunting coots to who knows what. What are you doing these days? Turkey hunting right now. Uh, I I filled my Minnesota tag yesterday. I, I turkey hunted in Florida, and then I was in South Dakota, and now I filled my Minnesota tag, and then I'll hit Wisconsin after I, I get the kids on some birds, and my wife has a tag. So turkey hunting is our main thing right now. I did make it up sturgeon fishing once, um, and really kind of that's that's it. I mean, work and turkey hunt and, and pray for some open water, I guess. <laughs> You know, Matt, that's the amazing thing. We're talking about, so I've talked to so many people about, oh, I'm going out turkey hunting. Ten years ago, you never heard that in this neck of the woods. Yeah, I, I've been turkey hunting since I was a kid, and I remember we used to have to go down by Rochester. Like, that was the only place that you could turkey hunt, and there were about five different zones that you had to apply for, and it was really hard to get a tag because everybody knew that was the closest place. And now um, I just talked to my neighbor who was uh, just walked by a little bit ago, and uh, he said he had five toms in his backyard this morning, and I didn't see them, <laughs> so they were over on his property. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we're starting to get a lot of them. Bemidji's kind of tough. We're not, we're not in an ideal area. You know, we've got the pines and we've got the marshy areas, but we just don't have the egg. So I don't think Bemidji's ever going to be, like, a mecca for turkeys. But you get, like, northwest of town up toward Clearbrook. There's a lot of birds up that way or south down t- toward Park Rapids where you get into more egg and pasture land and stuff like that. There's, there are a lot of birds around. And, and now there's a, there's a zone for every place in Minnesota. It's, it's crazy how much they've, they've come, come back and, and really spread out. It's, it's, it's kind of a cool success story. Up next, we wrap it up with Matt Brewer and discuss our first Lake of the Week. Checking back in with Matt Brewer of North Country Guide Service. One of the things you and very few people are going to get to do this year is that pre-walleye pan fishing. Yeah, I... I so uh, I'm addicted to Facebook. If anybody follows me, I'm on there all the time. But uh, I keep getting the memories on Facebook. And the memories are cool because I get to see pictures of my kids when they're younger. And there's cool memories like that. But right now, I'm ready to pull my hair out because I'm seeing memories of picking morels, like picking ramps. So we're already, like, typically a week or two into the, you know, the morel season. 
and I can't go out and do that because there aren't any right now. And I, I've already got tons of memories of crappies and even even going out for suckers, and the suckers aren't even running yet. So, yeah, it's it's one of those weird years where we're not really going to get to enjoy it unless we skip a day of walleye fishing and, and go go chase some crappies, and I don't think I'm going to talk a client into that. So, <laughs> Probably not. It is going to be, though, once these lakes open, it's just going to be mad madness at the accesses oh yeah for sure i think not only because uh the fishing is going to be great uh that's one good thing about the extended spring is when walleye season opens i mean we're going to have some really good fishing for for quite some time unless we see some you know 90 degree temps coming up right after we get open opened up but um but it's the cabin fever aspect too i mean you got so many people right now that are dying to get out and typically some of those would already get out and have their crappie fixed and they wouldn't be so adamant about getting out around opener but as soon as the lakes crack open it's going to be like you said i think every lake is going to be packed i don't think you're going to pull into an access and go oh i have it to myself today (laughs) (laughs) no that's not going to happen hey matt brewer thanks for your time today good luck when you get out there when you get and good luck in vegas all right thanks kev Lake of the Weekday, Lake of the Weekday, Lake of the Weekday, holy cow! And this week's Lake is Boy Lake, which means we're talking with Doug Schultz, the Walker Area Fisheries Manager. And uh, Boy Lake is uh, one of those, you know, you go east of the Leech, head toward the Longville area, and it is just loaded with lakes, and uh, Boy is right in the thick of it. Yeah, and and really one of our... uh uh, probably more premier multi-species lakes we have here in the area. Um, it's just under 3,500 acres, uh, has a maximum depth about 45 feet, and uh, you know two-thirds of the lake is, is less than 15 feet deep, so it's pretty productive. And you know our midsummer water clarity will usually be hanging right around 10 feet, which is ideal for, for walleye populations. Um, the lake has a lot of vegetation in it, and particularly wild rice, so for those of you which are... Uh, also, duck hunters. Um, that's a it's a really really good lake in the fall for that as well. And um, you know, it's one of those lakes because it's uh, just east of Leech. Uh, you know, kind of off the federal dam road a little bit, County Eight. Um, it's pretty common for folks who are you know staying or fishing out of the east side of Leech to end up on Boy on the day that uh, you know it's blowing a little too hard on Leech. So, uh, it, but overall, it's it's you know got an excellent. Uh, mix of, of species, sportfish species, and uh, like I said, it's is really one of our our better ones in the area for for chasing everything. It's a uh, yeah, you said it's a pretty big lake, a lot of acreage there, and uh, the, the walleye numbers are very very strong. And uh, as typical when you have a lot of walleyes, they're not the biggest walleyes in the world, but it looks like there's plenty of them. Yeah, and it's you know we surveyed that lake in 2017, uh, so last summer, and, and those results should be going on the. On the web here this summer, uh, walleye population is excellent. Gillnet catches have ranged from uh, six to nine fish per net overall, uh, with the historical high at 9.2 per net uh, just this past summer. Uh, the sizes that we saw uh, in that survey were nine to 26 inches. Uh, fish present throughout the entire side, size range, and um, you know recruitment in that lake has been very consistent uh, with production of year classes. And, uh, in fact, the reason that our gillnet catch rate was at a historical high was we got a very strong 2015-year class in there that should be hitting harvestable sizes this coming summer. Um, 
that's a lake we actually discontinued stocking uh, after 1987, and, it, and it's done better uh, since we stopped stocking. The gillnet catch rate has continued to climb, and, and the year classes have been very consistent, consistently produced, and uh, some of the strongest ones on record have been in the last uh, 20 years. So really uh, just a tremendous walleye fishery in that lake. Boy, in, in not only walleyes, but as you noted, there's plenty of northerns. You got largemouth, you got smallmouth, you got crappies, you got bluegills, you got perch. Uh, is it eatable perch, or are they a little small? Uh, actually, there there there's some decent sized perch in there. You know, yeah. abundance is usually in that ten to twenty fish per net range, but we'll see perch up to eleven inches sampled. So it's it's got some really nice perch in there, and then you know, panfish. It, it's a tremendous panfish lake as well. And it, it, it's rare to have a lake that's that good for everything, but, you know, Boy Lake <laughs> is. Um, you know, panfish, uh, crappies, and, and sunfish abundance will tend to be on a little bit lower end of, of the moderate range for lakes we have around here. But, you know, as I mentioned, outstanding size quality with, you know, crappies in the 14-inch range and bluegills in the 9-inch range and maybe even 10, uh, you know, sampling the surveys. Um Bass population is also moderate density. You know, we'll see fish up to 19 inches there. And uh, smallmouth are present, uh, but in low numbers, uh, not. And we don't sample smallmouth rate with, with our electrofishing gear in the spring because they tend to be a little bit deeper than largemouth. But, uh, you know, they're there, and, and, you know, the size quality is, is really good there as well. Um, you mentioned pike are abundant. Um, this is one of those lakes that... Um, Similar to some others around here, it's you know usually been in that six to ten fish per net range, but uh, we saw a historical high of fourteen uh, wow. pike per net last year. Uh, the sizes tend to run on the small side; most of the fish are under twenty inches. But we, uh, you know, we do see pike up to the mid thirties uh, in there as well. And um, there's also a low density native musky population present. Um, we did some sampling targeting those back in 2015 and saw muskies up to 51 inches and. Uh, you know, similar to Woman Lake, low density, uh, you know, they're not as long maybe as what you see in Leech where we'll get some fish in the mid-50s, but they got some really thick shoulders on them. Really nice fish. Yeah, great lake. I just, I was going to mention the muskies. You beat me to it. Um, if you got muskies on there then and everything else, uh, that's really, to me, um, I mean, what else can an angler ask for, really? Yeah, I, I mean, pick your you know pick your poison on on any given day, and and you stand a really good chance of, of a good fishing trip. It's it's really got everything in it, and uh, you know one of those neat lakes to to work on around here. Uh, and I should mention too, Kev. You know it's also got Cisco in it, and uh, you know we'll see those uh, pretty frequently in our in our surveys. And it's also got uh, you know eel powder burbot in it, and uh, you know we see those pretty consistently as well. And then uh, because the Boy River runs through it, and it's the first lake upstream of Leech on the Boy River system. Um, it's also got a lot of the common river species like red horse and, and white suckers in it, which are obviously really good forage for you know muskies and, and, and pike and some others. So, it, it, you know, really unique system and and uh, just a really cool one to to have in the work area. You know, it's um. There's things you can do as as biologists, you know, to help things along, but uh, you need a good base to work with. It's, it looks like this lake just is a good base. It's got everything a fish needs in it. Yeah, and, and you know, the habitat quality is tremendous. Uh, you know, the lake's uh, moderately developed. Um, about half of the 26 miles of the shoreline is developed with the other half in public ownership, either by uh, the U.S. Forest Service, the state, or the band. Um, 
and again, it's just like like you said, it's just it's got great habitat, and you know it's a great fishery because of it. What kind of pressure does it get? I mean, I, again, it's not a, a lake that's a secret to too many people. No, but it's in that fifteen to eighteen hour per per acre range, so it's you know it, it's in the moderate range for for lakes around here. Uh, any uh, AIS issues going on with that lake? Not yet. Um, you know, again, it's upstream of leech, so the only way zebra mussels are going to get in there is either coming down, downstream from uh, other lakes that go known as the first one upstream of, of Boy, or, uh, you know, boaters or someone bringing them in. So uh, we're not aware of any yet. Uh, hopefully it stays that way, but, you know, obviously it, it, it's a really high-quality system. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Uh, you know, there's not a lot you can do when, it, when it's a river system. I mean... You, you you can't you know put a wall there to stop the water with what's coming down the river. Yeah, and we suspect a lot of the a lot of that walleye recruitment and production is probably happening in the Boy River oh. uh, upstream of of Boy proper. There's some really good uh, spawning habitat upstream, and and we think that's probably what's being used. Okay. Well, if we want to check it out. Uh, I know there's a public access. How do we get there? Uh, lake's about 20 miles east of Walker, the way the crow flies. So to get there from Walker, go east on State 200 to uh, County Road 128, and uh, turn. Uh, and that County 28 is 128. I'm sorry. Okay. Is about two and a half miles east of of County Road 8, which is the Federal Dam Road. So you get there, go east another two and a half miles, and then turn north or left on County 128 for about two and a half miles, and we're the Road makes a hard bend to the left. The public access will be right there on the right-hand side. Okay. Looks like good, solid, concrete access, so uh, should have no problem getting your boat in the water. Yeah, really really nice access. It is Boy Lake. It's another one of the gems uh, in the, the Walker area, and uh, it is our Lake of the Week. Doug Schultz from the Walker Area Fisheries Office is always joining us. Doug, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kev. Fish Bob Barn, yeah. Country. That would be great. Country.